Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Um, for those who are watching this for the first time, or maybe listening to this, this is going to be available on multiple platforms. Who am I? I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. For those who don't know, I am a licensed therapist. I have over 16 years worth of experience uh, in the emotional mental health field. Um, does not mean I've always worked as a therapist. I've worked as a therapist and, and counseling people a little over 10 years, but total is a little over 16 years. Uh, I finally yesterday calculated, I think it's close to 18, but I don't want y'all to think that I'm that old. So we're going to go there. <laughs> um, but I'm a licensed therapist. I own a private practice called uh, Kingdom Creative Counseling. That's where I'm located right now. Uh, we're located in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, I am also a author. I've written over 60 books and I love writing. I'm obsessed with it. I love writing, teaching, and training. Um, and I have all kinds of things. My goal is 100 within the next five to 10 years. And so welcome virtual, virtual hugs. Um, hopefully, y'all, I talked about um, church hurt in my last teaching. Now, I do uh, pre-record some of these, um, uh, use a week in advance. So you're probably, if you're following me, watching church hurt today but i'm filming uh filming what do y'all call it recording this uh teaching for next week but it's called trust i wrote a book uh many many moons ago um called trusting god is not easy but it is worth it i am going to post uh that book because it is easy watch this to trust god when things are going well it's easy to, to pray and to shout and to talk about trusting God, but it's a whole other thing when you really have to trust God and there is no other resolve uh, but to trust. And what do you do when you have a promise from God, but nothing in your life, there are no signs, there's no wonders, and you don't see what God has promised you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens when you've gone through a season of struggle and disappointment and uh, you've been disappointed by people, uh, which is what we talked about a little bit in our church hurt and everything and everyone that could, that you would lean on, uh, you no longer trust. You could have a good person and not trust them. I, I talked about, I don't, I didn't, I don't, I don't know where I talk, how I talk. You know, I'm not a talker, but I'd be finding myself in places and spaces where it just requires me to talk. And I talked about how I did it in a real, that's what it was, in a real I did. And I said how forgiveness and trust are not the same thing. You can forgive someone and because of their behavior, you don't trust them. You can love someone and not trust them. And I think it is uh, indicative of the times that we live in where we don't want to be uh, we want to be in relationships with people that we can trust. Uh, if I be very honest, if I look about uh, relationships and and some of the things I've gone through, what do I value most is trust. I cannot stand when what you say and what you do don't line up. And so I will forgive easily. I don't trust easily. And Samaria, uh, that's not, you know, that's not Christian. Like, no, no, that's Bible. That's Bible. The Bible says, guard your heart 
for out of it flows the issues of life. Now I did do a teaching, uh, I think it was last year called trust issues. And I broke down the scripture that talks about how, um, when Jesus fame began to, uh, when he began to become famous because of the, the words that he was teaching and the, uh, and the miracles that he began to perform, many people began to trust him. However, the scripture says, because he knew what was in the heart of man, because they trusted him, he did not respond in the same way by trusting them. Because just because someone speaks well of you does not mean you can trust them. Mm -hmm. How many of us were in really bad toxic relationships because we trusted the wrong person? Now, I'm not going to go and redo that. I may post that link to that one uh, below if you're watching this via my YouTube uh, channel because it breaks down. You are not obligated. I don't care anyone say, you got a trust issue. They make it sense. No, no, I don't have trust issues. I just learned to discern the room. It is not wise, is what I want to teach you about, to trust someone right away because of how they talk. And most people who have got burnt, have you went through a season of toxicity, you ignored red flags, you did not seek the Holy Spirit, and you trusted people that had you just did a little more research. Uh-huh. Had we just did a little more research, had we been had we really done what the scriptures said and be a fruit inspector, we wouldn't have found ourselves in certain places and spaces. I know I'm coming hard, I have to love you, but it's the truth. You know, we can all get and cry what somebody did to me. No, 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 no. You trusted the wrong person and you did not seek counsel from the Holy Spirit. This is why the Bible says, this ain't my message, but let's, let's go here. It says, acknowledge God in all your ways because he's going to give us clear instruction. But the Holy Spirit discerns the heart of men. But that's not the, tr the kind of trust uh, I'm going to talk about today because we can go there, honey. I listened. Uh, listen, we can go there about that. Not today. Not today. I want to talk to people. If we be honest, what happens when you have difficulty trusting God? Did you know that life will be liking so much to the point where you have difficulty trusting God? Now, one of my uh, spiritual gifts, not bragging, is discernment and discerning of spirits. I can see great people with a great anointing, with great, um, what do you call, influence. And at the core, something way deep down inside, you don't trust God. The goal for today is to get us to a place called trust in God. Uh, because if you trust God in everything that you do, your outcome and your ability to not waste time and go into self-preservation is going to reduce significantly because God is on our team and he knows the way we should take. But what do you do, Samaria, when you have difficulty trusting God? Let me tell you this. And I've been I've been doing a lot of study on this particular topic, and I really, I really consider and talk, 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 which I'm not going to because this has been I've been really getting into some good, you know, really just study, 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 study. Particularly this week, I've just been all over just studying 
And um, I began to see how two, there are different tests that you will take on your journey. Every Christian will have to go through. One is the trust, the, the, the test called trust. God wants us to trust him and him alone. And so what oftentimes he'll do is he will give you a piece of the puzzle. He'll, he'll put you in certain spaces and, and allow you to be in these places where you don't see the whole way. But your only response is to trust. Trust is really a test because so much of what we experience in this season, <laughs> so much of what we experience in this job, whatever. Anyway, so much of what we experience in this season is only pre preparing us for our next season. And, uh, and we have to learn to trust. And we can trust in a lot of different things. You can trust in your own ingenuity. You can trust in your education. You can trust in your job. You can trust in different sources and not trust God. And I want to teach you 10 signs um, that you don't trust God, okay? Um, because uh, 10 signs you don't trust God, 10 signs. And then what you should do about it. Um, because it's very possible to be confident and so confident in one area or in an area that you don't even see God's counsel because you've mastered it. And God will make sure that you get to a place where your intellect, your mindset, your education, your influences, your resources, how you would do it, what you would do it, where you would do it. It means nothing to him because he wants our complete dependency to be on him. There's a scripture I love to quote. So there is a way that seems right to a man that leads to destruction. I want to caution you because I see people giving advice about different areas. Some people you really shouldn't give advice in these particular areas because you failed in, if you failed in the area and you're not, if you failed in the area concerning certain areas of your life, right? And you have not uh, learned from that experience, uh, you shouldn't give the same advice that you did before you failed, right? So if I failed in the area of, hypothetically speaking, uh, school, right? And uh, I, I should have come out learning something different if I failed. That information that I learned differently could prevent you from making the same mistakes. I see people who failed in certain areas, but you're giving the same poor advice leading to your own understanding that you did before you went into the situation. So the point I make with all that is this, um, our, our counsel, how we give advice, how we teach, how we train. Yes, it can be from my experiences, but it first has to be rooted in scripture. And when I, if I failed in a certain area, if I failed in the area of, or had not done well in this particular area, I need to be, I need to have one, learned something, have then said, okay, God, how should I have done that differently? And then give you different advice based upon what I have experienced, what I've gone through in areas of my failure. This is why you cannot depend solely on people because they will give you counsel based upon their experiences that have nothing to do with God. If you give me wise counsel, but you don't give me a scriptural backing to support what you're saying, it, it just it just sounds intellectual. It sounds really good, but is it God? Listen to me. This is why you have to trust God because people can, can tell you all the right ways, but it's not biblical. It sounds good, but it's not God. Right? So we have to learn to trust God because people will counsel you into the arms of a demon. There'll be places and spaces where you don't have people to call on, but God knows all things. I've had people counsel on me about things and if had I had I had I had I listened to them, boy, the trouble I will be in. 
your friends don't always know the truth. Sometimes your friends don't know what they're talking about. People give you advice on, on speculation. But trust God because he's going to give you the way. Watch this. Point number one. How do we know that I don't, we don't trust God? Now, remember, all of us, this is not to brag. This is not to brag or put anyone down. Have You have areas in your life where you truly trust God. And you've seen him come through, but then there are areas of your life where you simply don't trust God. Point number one. How do I know I don't trust God? Because there are areas in my life where I just don't seek his counsel. Now, uh, and I said this in one of my videos before, I don't remember where, uh, I'm not going to go into uh, tongues and doing the absolute most to figure out what outfit I should wear that day. Okay. But the Bible says this, you know, I'm not going to do the absolute most, you know, um, but in all your ways, acknowledge and why is what, look what the scripture says, Proverbs 3, 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Look at that word, All. Did it mean some of my heart? Oh, there's some areas of your heart that you have not given to God. You give him, yeah, my heart into salvation. But what are those areas in your life that God, God, oh, this hard. God requires us to do a hard thing. So trust in the Lord with all thine heart. This is King James Version. All thine heart. Watch it. And lean not to thine own understanding. If I can understand it, this is why the scripture I said was Isaiah, I believe it's Isaiah 55 that says, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. As far as the east is some or it's from the west, so are my ways from your thoughts. So sometimes God will have us doing things in, in, in certain places place and spaces where we just don't understand. And so we know we don't trust God because if I don't understand it, I feel like I got to understand why God does it before I do it. We don't want to trust God because we don't seek his counsel in that area. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he should direct thy path. All means all. So that means in what career I should take and where I should move to, what house should I buy, which church should I attend, and who should be in my life as far as relationships. If anybody gives you relationship advice and they don't give you scripture to back it up, they don't trust God in the area of, of where they're lacking. You don't trust God in the area of your career. So you just got to figure it out. I know people like that. Every 10 years, I know them. I know people I've known probably well over 10 years. And literally, once a year, they have changed businesses four or five times. They'd have moved, they'd have moved every which way but the right way. Because you don't trust God in the area of your success. I know people who've done, who've been in really, really, really toxic relationships. But you don't trust God in those relationships. So you just move forward without seeking God's counsel. So if there are areas, and we all have areas that we don't trust God in, we just kind of move forward. God, what should I do? How should I do it? You know, and, and then we, 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 we lean into the area of desperation because we don't trust God. How should I move forward in this? What should I do about this? What should I do about my career? What should I do about my finances? What about this person that's trying to date me, God? What is your opinion before my heart is involved? And I want to speak to my therapist who may watch. Oftentimes, sometimes people will seek you and they're not really seeking a, a really wise counsel concerning the matter. What they really do is seek to somebody that can pacify or what do you call it? Enable their behavior. They just look at someone to validate their poor choices. Everyone's come to you for wise counsel is not really seeking wise counsel. They just want to do what they want to do and need a co-signer on their foolishness. 
I said they need a co-signer on their foolishness. So be, be uh, in the posture of telling people what, what the word of God has to say, the truth about the matter. Make sure you're respectful and, and honorable and loving about it, but don't compromise because someone is putting pressure under you um, because they just really want to do their own thing anyway. They just think, they just, they want to be able to come back and be like, well, you said, no, no, I didn't tell you that. <laughs> Go back to what the word has to say, but watch, I got to reiter, uh, reiterate this. If the Bible says all brothers and sisters, that means all everywhere whatsoever in every area of my life, I must seek his counsel. Okay. All right. Fear, anxiety, and worry. Now, all anxiety, people, I, I've heard people break it down, worry and anxiety. And different. No, no, all fear, all anxiety, all worry, even even PTSD and trauma is rooted, it's all fear. It's all fear. Now, as a clinician, what we do is we break down the type of fear it is, fear of rejection, fear of the trauma coming back, um, um, these worry about tomorrow. We break it down because our treatment dictates a type of fear. Like we're going to treat uh, a generalized anxiety disorder very different than we would teach, than we, than what we would tr maybe treat a PTSD. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, fear of rejection, we're going to treat that differently than, you know, an anxiety about, uh, <laughs> about you know, your, your sickness or something like that. So that's different, but it's all rooted in fear. So when you have fear, anxiety, and worry about situations, um, and I want to teach you this, and uh, it's keeping you up at night and things like that. You may not trust God in that area. Now, I'm going to teach you about the, the feeling of fear does not mean the absence of faith. It is what you do with it. So if you allow fear, anxiety, and worry to cause you to be in a place of avoidance, you don't speak to the person God told you to speak to, you keep moving forward without being obedient, things of that nature, that's when it becomes a problem. But we'll talk all that in a minute. Let's move forward. Uh, when people move forward without his permission, move forward. Let me tell you why people get in bad relationships without his permission. Cause we are fear that God is not, we're fearing of being alone. Let me tell you why people move forward in, in different places and spaces because we are afraid of missing out. Anything that tries to put you under pressure is not God. Now, if it's a, a time specific thing, the vision waits in a point in time, even God said, if God's do it now, he means do it now, but it's not, he's not making you afraid. He may say just now, but you feel peace, peace about it and you, and you move forward into now. I told the example of my teaching on when I talked about my office and how God first gave me uh, my first office um, many years ago after I visited a friend. Um, I remember just having this, the peace come over me as I left her office. And I, I felt in my spirit, I didn't hear God say it, but I felt in my spirit, this is the time. But it was a peace that came over me. It wasn't like, if I don't get office right now, it's not going to happen. You know, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's even in the time specific thing, there's a peace, there's a flow that happens with it. Okay. Um, so moving forward without his permission, uh, the, remember the people of Israel, there was a glory cloud that surrounded them over their head. And the instructions were when the glory cloud stopped, you stopped. When the glory cloud moved, they moved with the cloud. Our grace and our uh, and our favor is going to happen when we're under the protection of that glory cloud. Excuse me, cloud. Uh, and so, what happens is we're trying to move forward, and for under the protection of the of the glory, we get into um, uh, some unfortunate places because we're trying to move forward without God's acts or His permission. 
And you'll see this happen to people who have not been processed. They're trying to move forward into their business, their ministry, their mandate, again, absent from God's authority. And this is why I talked about how the oil of the anointing does not flow on certain people. And that's because they're trying to push. They're trying to move forward into something they had not completely completed the process yet. Okay, you still have to wait on the glory cloud that's over your head. And if it's if it's if you're in that in that season of of uh I hate to use the word stagnation, but that season of waiting, still wait and be diligent under that glory cloud, and then it's gonna move, but you gotta move with the cloud. You can't move behind the cloud, you can't move in front of the cloud because you are in a rush and God is not. Don't do it. It means you just don't trust God. And again, it's not meant to be, this is not meant to be um mean or you know judgmental again we all myself included I, I don't tell everybody everything have that areas in our life where we struggle with trusting god all right and so this has to get us back into alignment one disobey being disobedient not following god's instructions if god says you john doe go speak to that girl jane doe right that's the person that i'm going to connect you to and you don't do it you don't get to move forward in disobedience. You'll be surprised at people that want to move forward in disobedience. God told, 1 Samuel 16, God told the prophet, Samuel, go to Jesse's house because I have chosen for myself a king. Now, I want you to think about this narrative differently. What if prophet Samuel said, I'm afraid. He did say I'm afraid. I'm afraid to go to, San, to, to to Jesse's house because what if they what if they end my life? You they, he said a different word, but for the sake of social media, you know. But he still went anyway, even though he experienced fear. He still had to show up at Jesse's house. Still had to obey the command of anointing the correct king. God said, no, 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 I'm not going to, you see what I'm saying? So he had to move forward. So when you, so stagnation and not doing what God told you to do is still disobedience and you don't get to move forward in disobedience. What happens is you either stay stuck, stagnant, or you take the test over again, but you don't get to move forward. You be surprised. Things that make you say, hmm, the people that want to move forward in active disobedience and still want to shout god no 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 according to uh 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 uh, i wouldn't say december lord jesus maybe something get ready to happen in december it's december 1st (laughs) but you when y'all listen to this it's not gonna be uh where was lord deuteronomy that's what i meant that's what i meant deuteronomy 28 there was a requirement for the blessing that requirement was obedience you don't get to obey god and be under the blessing Samaria said, well, Samaria, uh, 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 that's the old, no, 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 no. There is still a blessing associated with grace does not give you the license to do what you want to do. And then it's still expect God to bless. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? All sin really is disobedience. Uh-huh. So God will put us in tough spaces where the fear comes in, the anxiety comes in, the worry comes in, but the response still needs to be obedience if you look at the parable of the talents and i'll put the link below the one servant who did absolutely nothing was not granted access he was kicked out and he said depart from me he didn't say depart he said he said uh you wicked and lazy servant he did nothing so you got passive obedience you say you say you want to do something you don't do it 
if you don't do what God calls you to do, you don't get to move forward. I don't care how wonderful you are, how anointed you are. Three things that you need and obedience. You need to be at the right place. You got to be in the proper position because you can be in the right place out of out of position. You don't belong this position. You belong over here. Place, position, in the right promise. Something God ain't promised to you, but you know what God has promised you. Not be covetousness, right? Uh, rebellion. Now, I, uh, you know, the Lord's okay, Lord. <laughs> if you look at, let me, let me, yeah, I, I just be forgetting to pull up my Bible here. Um, if you look at your Bible, and I let me look at uh, uh the reason why Saul um lost his position one of the reasons why he wasn't really called of god in the first place god lets you do your own thing you can select who you want to select uh and then when you get god because you do get god when you don't uh, seek god's counsel concerning these matters um then they'll say wait a minute here um thank you lord uh god will let you do your own thing for a season before before he says time's up he really will it's not his will but sometimes he has to let you kind of run the gamut of doing your own thing if you look at 1 Samuel chapter 15, um, God had told the king uh, Saul to um, attack the Amalekites and utterly destroy all that they had and do not spare them, but end the lives of everything. So he said, all. So when God said, get rid of all of it, see that word we talk about again? All, right? So, but what happened is that Saul... Verse 6, verse 7, 15. I'm reading this from the New King James Version. Attacked the Amalekites. However, he didn't get rid of all. Verse 9, but, but, but Saul and the people spared uh, Agai, the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatness, the land, and all that was good. And they were unwilling to destroy them, but everything despised and worthless that was utterly destroyed. So what happened was God gave them instructions. Listen, I'm going to send you to battle. Give it everything. Saul says he he spared people. He took the best sheep, the best uh, fatlings. He 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 only destroyed everything that was worthless. That only makes sense. Everything that was worthless, he kept that. I mean, everything that was worthless. Excuse me, he threw that away. He he destroyed that. But everything that was um of value, he kept. Well, that was a a a a a a, a, a act of disobedience, right? It was an act of disobedience. Because he didn't follow the instructions. When God says get rid of everything, he means everything. I was in my bed two days ago, and I don't know what who's this for. Maybe it was for me. God said, don't bring any accursed thing into my house. And it repeating, don't bring any accursed thing into my house. Don't bring any accursed things. I did a whole study on that. I'm not going to release it right now uh, because it was really personal. And so when God says don't do something, he means it. When God says, seek me in all your ways, he means it. When he says, get rid of everything, I don't care how valuable it is, get rid of every single thing. Now the word of the Lord, verse 10, came to Samuel. I and God said, listen, I regret making Saul as king because he's turning his back on my commandments. And it grieved Samuel and he cried out to God all night. So anyway, the point I make with all that is that um, one it grieved his leader, right? 
other two things is agree. God said, no, I, I can't, God, God can't do nothing with you without an obedient heart. So, um, so in, that's how Saul ended up becoming, get replaced because he refused to obey God. There was another instance where, uh, God had instructed, uh, Samuel uh, instructed Saul, don't make sacrifices till I come. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Saul was waiting so long for Samuel to come. He started making sacrifices anyway. Samuel said, what happened? When you refuse to wait, my brothers and sisters, and you don't follow instructions, you're in danger of moving, losing your position. Saul, Samuel lost his position because of his disobedience. You are, I don't care how wonderful you are, you are replaceable. Let's, let's get that, let's get that real clear. You are always replaceable because God is not going to allow rebellion into his house. And this is why uh, the, 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 the saying goes, um, rebellion is as a witchcraft. What is rebellion? Not following instructions. Not following instructions. Okay. Um, so I want you to read First uh, Samuel chapter... 15 it'll give you context right it'll give you context so rebellion is as a witchcraft and i talk about difficult waiting so when we don't when we had difficulty waiting so we start taking matters into our own hands you always think that you're ready for the promise long before you i wrote a book my first book i ever wrote believe it or not uh called no promise without a process the makings of a true prophet now since that book came out what no not 20 like 18 19 years ago i'm gonna post post the link below so if anyone else has written a book i think two other people i uh, wrote a book something called no process obviously i'm no not known but my book <laughs> the copyright is is 2006 i believe it is i wasn't i think 2017 18 years ago what's ever done but i wrote that book and i talked about the process so oftentimes the reason why we have difficulty waiting is because we we feel like we're we always think we're ready for something long before we really are. And you do have to wait. Now, while you're waiting, it's a whole other topic for a different time. You're not waiting in idle, just waiting, twiddling your fingers. You're waiting, preparing, being developed and trained. Um, so but we have to wait. So oftentimes we take matters into our own hands because we have difficulty waiting. You know, uh, uh, uh we create Ishmael, spiritual Ishmaels. So you know, Abraham had a baby called Ishmael with a woman named Hagar because God gave him the promise that he would have a promised seed. And he thought that he could observe the time. He got tired of waiting and they tried to help God out. Uh, and so you can create spiritual issues now when you're trying to move forward into the things of God by your own ingenuity. That's a rebellious spirit, honey. Another reason, uh, another way you know that you don't trust God, if you just had no peace, you know, uh, Isaiah 26, three says he will keep him in perfect peace. Mm -hmm. Whose mind is stayed on him. All right. Let's keep it going here. A few more things that we'll be done. Um, there are people that will trust any and everything, but God, even after it fails. See, you're going to go through some things in life and, and, and no matter how much you go through, we're going to make mistakes. We, 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 we come, you know, we just, it just, this is how we learn, you know, it's how we learn all the time. The Bible talks about how Jesus learned through some of the things that he suffered. And so you're going to have times and spaces in your life where you just make mistakes. The issue is what have you learned? And so it's a sad thing when you have gone through uh, different areas of your life and you've learned nothing. 
So we trust, we know you had difficulty trusting God. If you're still trusting everything but God, even after it fails you, you know, Valve talks about it's like a man looking in the mirror, forgetting what he looks like. How can you go through things in life and forget what you learn? There's some people that like that will ever learn, the Bible's ever learning, never coming into the knowledge of the truth. Uh, so people, positioning titles, words, false idols and false prophets. Those are just, it's, uh, just four. Again, people, people put trust in people and they fail them. Uh, they put trust in positions uh, and titles that, 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 that doesn't mean all of anointing is on, but we keep still doing that. Uh, false words, false prophets and idols. We put all kind of trust in them instead of trusting in God first. Everything you say to me has some confirmation in my spirit that I heard from God. I have to hear my father's voice first. But sometimes, you know, uh, I can hear my father's voice through the voice of someone else. Okay? Not heeding to the warnings God told me. Like God told you, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And we don't heed to it. We just do it anyway. Because we misappropriate what grace means. We think grace means uh, I can do whatever I want. But if God told you don't do that, if God told you don't do that, if God told you don't do that, don't do it. All right? Um, and, and 10, leaning not leaning to your own understanding. And it's hard. You know, we you don't want to get big in your britches and say, hey, you know, I got this. Don't lean to your own understanding. Keep, keep. Keep putting your face to the ground and just keep seeking God. All right. So what should you do about it? Again, I said we all have struggled in this area at some point. We not may not be struggling now, but sometimes life has a way of telling Hunter, let me tell you what I know. If I was you, <laughs> I would move forward in nothing. So I heard from God. I, I just did this real uh recently and, and the Lord put in my spirit. Listen, uh, when it's God, when it's a vision from God, when it's a purpose from God. God is going to fund your vision. You don't have to go into self-preservation, trying to lay up at night, figure out what am I supposed to do? God is going to fund the vision no matter how big it is. You don't have to nickel and dime people. You don't have to keep having a 50 million uh, different uh, sales tactics. God is going to fund your vision. You just have to trust him enough to hear from him. Don't lean to your own understandings. Point number 10, what should you do? Uh, remember this feeling fear is not the absence of trust because sometimes it just happens. You're going to feel, that's why when God was going to send people out, he always said, fear not, fear not, fear not. Sometimes people can feel bad for feeling fear. Joyce Meyer has a, a saying in a book called, uh, do it afraid. Sometimes when it's something new, when it's a new thing, you may feel that feeling of fear and it, and it's, it's okay. The feeling of fear means absolutely nothing is what you do with the fear. Because at some point, as long as you move forward, that spirit of boldness is going to hit you and you're going to be able to move forward in boldness. Sometimes you just got to feel fear until it leaves. But if you know you've heard from God, that's okay. So again, the feeling of fear is not the absence of trust. It is in your actions that we know you don't trust God in that area. You're going to feel afraid. So fear is like a bully. It'll tell you you can't, you won't, you'll get rejected. This is not going to happen. That's the feeling. Fear always talks to you. Talk back to fear. But so fear has a a, 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 a a responding action that it wants you to follow. But just because you feel fear doesn't mean that fear has to dictate your response. Did I tell you, I talked I talk to you about avoidance. A lot of times people act in avoidance. They don't avoid, they avoid certain people, places, and things out of fear. So but again, that feeling, it means nothing. If God told you to go forward and you still feel fear, but you still keep moving forward, 
that's okay. Because eventually the fear, you 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 will think, you know, I was afraid for nothing. God had already worked that thing right on now. Just keep moving forward. If there are areas in your life, because we all have to repent. We all have to repent. If you have gone through your life and you say, I never had to repent, you, you're not telling the truth. You, we all have had areas in our life where we may have moved forward and we have to repent. But here's the thing. You can say, God, I'm forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. But if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, don't repent. I mean, I'm not telling you not to repent. I'm just saying repentance comes with another action. If I'm going to repent about something, okay, cool. Like that's, we all got to do it at some point. But there should be a change in behavior. Don't keep repenting and do the same thing you did before you repented. That don't make sense. <laughs> okay, and then make a decision. God, regardless of what it feels like, I'm going to endure and I'm going to trust you. This is so hard. It's so hard. And one thing I tell myself, you know, because I've been, I, you know, you just don't know. You don't know what people go through. And I've gone through some hard things. Sometimes I had to remind myself, God, this is hard. I don't want to do this. I don't care about this, but I'm 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 sticking it through because you told me what you told me. And he keeps saying, Samaria, just trust me. Samaria, my grace is sufficient within you. Uh um, but I made it my decision. I'm not gonna move forward out of um a place God has destined for me, and I don't want to regret anything. So I tell myself all the time, and I tell my clients, I can do a hard thing. This feels really hard, but I trust God. I know I heard him, and I can do a hard thing. Talk to yourself. I can do a hard thing. Make a decision. Even though fear is trying to come at me, I can do a hard thing. Because God's grace is sufficient, even when I'm weak. Ask God for next instruction. Now, remember, God's not going to tell you everything. This is what we need. We think we need God to constantly tell us, Step one to step 10. One, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do this. And he's not, he's just going to he's just gonna give you the next step most of the time. Just, just go here. He told Abraham, leave your, your, your family, your, your countryside, just go. He didn't even tell him until he'd already left where he was going. Now, he probably knew a little something because he was following his father. His father stopped in Haran or Haran, something like that, um, and, and, and stayed there. But he was originally supposed to go to Canaan. So he may have had some idea, but God told Abraham, just go ahead and leave. Didn't tell him where he was going till he, he left already. Sometimes, listen, God is not going to tell you everything that you're going to have to go through. So now he, he gives you the promise up front. Oh, you're going to be a great nation. You're going to have a child. You're going to get married. You're going to have a great ministry. You're going to have a great uh, uh, whatever. And he does not tell you all the steps that are required. And guess what else he don't tell you? This way it gets hard. He don't tell you everything you're going to go through. Because you're going to go through some things. He does not tell you all of that. He expects us to hold on to hold on to the promise so we know why we're going through what we're going through. And he's developing our character because getting to the promise is one thing, sustaining the promise is another. I'm going to say that again. Getting to the promise is one thing, sustaining it is another. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men and says nothing about your, your ability to sustain the promise. You can be gifted all day long. It does not mean you have lasting character or sustainability to sustain the position. That's what the process is for. So God, what should I do next? And once you're faithful, he'll tell you your next step. Then tell you your next step. He doesn't tell you all of everything. And I told you recently, God told me to move into this office, told me where to go, uh, how much I should pay for rent. He told me all that. He didn't tell me why. For those who know, I went full-time this year, bills paid. I stepped out. He didn't tell me till I had been here in the office. So I did, and I said in my last uh, teaching on um, 
from part-time hustle to full-time, um, generally you should pay down all your bills. You don't go and add an extra bill when you're trying to go full-time. You pay down all your bills as much as possible, your car, no, anything, the, the reoccurring, but you pay all those down. But God told me at the beginning of the year, I want you to move. I didn't know why. And then I didn't, I, 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 this is my, you know, it's not my only income, but this is my, my business is, is it, but, uh, um, well, you, you don't make, you don't, that doesn't make sense, but I heard from God and I got approved. It wasn't until I got here a month and a half later and moving in, I bought all this, I bought all furniture, you know, spending, <laughs> spending money that I didn't really want to spend because again, when you full-time, you got to use wisdom. When you, when you are your full-time, you know, you got to use wisdom. And what not till I got here, I had to buy all new furniture. Cause my old furniture didn't fit. Then God said, Oh, the reason why I told you to, to do that is because I'm going to increase your influence. Okay, God. It's still scary. Okay, but learn to ask God for next instruction. You want it half the time. You we some things we will not know why we went through what we went through until we get to the other side. You're like, oh God, now I see it makes sense. Now, now I see it. But we think God got to give us all these explanations and he really doesn't. He wants us to trust him. Trust him. Learn to wait. Sometimes it's your season to go and sometimes it's your season to wait. I talk about the glory clouds. So I don't need to reiterate that. Sometimes I don't care what it looks like. Don't compare it. Sometimes you just got to wait. And last thing I'll tell you that, well, not last thing. Remember, remember just, it's a trust. Test God, everything God has for you, it is for you. Just trust him. Last few things here. My favorite scriptures, some of my favorite scriptures. One, um, I told you everyone can't give you wise counsel. Always seek God. But Proverbs 14, 12, King James Version says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to death. Another translation says destruction. I don't get to follow my own way if I want to trust God. You know, the Bible says my heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know? We actually think from our heart posture, not our head. Our head is just information. Our heart is 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 the seat, the seat of our emotions. Don't let your emotions lead. Because your heart will tell you every which way but the truth. Don't follow your heart, honey. Don't do it. Follow God's instructions. Psalms 18, 8, King James Version. It is better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in man. Another translation says great men. Great men and women of God can still fail you. Sometimes people can be so great that we we substitute a great man for our relationship with God. That means we think if I just heard from my great man, my great pastor, my great uh, mama, my great daddy, my great, 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 great. And we we stop trusting God and we put them in the place of God. And then God, God will make sure those people disappoint you because he wants your trust to be in him. And they confirm when, when it is time whether we're God, and it doesn't have to come from whomever. It can come from anybody. Anybody can confirm the word of God. It doesn't have to be someone with a title or great, right? Uh, and the Psalms uh, 118.9, it, it is better to trust in the Lord than put confidence in princes, which is a great man. Uh, my, my previous pastor used to uh, quote the scripture, some trust in horses and trust some trust in chariots, but those who trust in the Lord, you know, those shall prevail, Right? All right, so ultimately, trust is a test. And sometimes it gets hard, God, I don't know why I'm here. I can't see my way out, but I still trust you, okay? And you can pick up my book, 
Uh, trusting God is not easy, but it is worth it. It is a banger. I'm going to post the links below. If you want to check me out, www.drsamaricolbert.com. That is uh, where all my uh, information, my uh, my t-shirts, my uh, speaking engagement requests. I do not check DMs. I don't answer DMs. Okay. Uh, everything is available to me uh, is at my website. Um, the other thing is if you are in the North Carolina area and need therapy, and I don't know you personally, you can go to www.kingdomcreativecouncil.com. If you're outside the state of North Carolina, you can get to North Carolina. Uh, I can see you then. Or uh, you can go to www.psychologytoday.com. That's not sponsored. And if you want to know a little bit more about my trainings, uh, go to www.trainingchristianleaders.com. God bless you. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Okay? Like. We well, can't comment right now, but hey, maybe in the future. Uh, if you're listening to this via my YouTube, you can comment under uh, Instagram for now. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, share. We're back another day, another time, another banger, y'all. Bye.